Hi everyone, my name is Joseph and welcome to Digimon Seekers Chapter 4, Part 2, Sons of Chaos, Seekers. So thankfully this uh, part picks up right where we left off in the previous one uh, with Marvin and Erjimon coming in to assist EG and Logomon. And now we have a quick conversation between EG and Marvin. Ah, she's a deputy squad leader you said packing, Marvin said, perusing uh, per her stats and assessing the threat. And she means business today. Her personality's done a complete 180 compared to when I ran into her during the SOC entrance exam. Yeah, I can tell. No ordinary mind linker can command an entire com uh, an entire company, a commandermon, the songsmith said with a heavy sigh. So you're saying she's stronger than you? I definitely don't have the concentration to command all those units, I'll say that much. Hey, you guys in position or what? Marvin shouted into the SOC leader's chat. So what I enjoy about this quote is the fact that even though Satsuki is not part of the conversation directly, this conversation is obviously about her. And I think if anyone's been watching my videos, they're probably going to notice I'm a big fan of reinforcing positive elements of the characters. Just because the more textual evidence that one has from the actual story, then the more likely that the writers are trying to do that specific purpose or action or theme with that character. Excuse me, you guys hear any noise? That cat is dropping the chapstick on the on the on the table currently. Let me quickly move that. Anywho, and uh, that's what I like so much about this uh, passage that it reinforces again that even though Satsuki at first may appear a little bit too rambunctious, a little bit too energetic, um, that's just superficially. When push comes to shove, Satsuki. She's an individual who is very much concentrated and someone who, when they put their mind to it, then they can accomplish uh, what it is that they want to accomplish. Or even if they do fail, it's not through any uh, through their own fault, but rather just because uh, uh, if it's a competition, the other party, the other individual, they essentially maybe just had a bit more gumption, a bit more dedication, a bit more determination, whatever it may be. Essentially, what I'm trying to emphasize here is that uh, Satsuki's confidence, Satsuki's determination, it's quite high. And even if she does end up losing against Marvin, uh, Edgy, and the uh, other SOC leaders, it's not a detriment to her abilities or to her skill. It's rather letting us know uh, that the other individuals who are going against Satsuki, they were able to go above and beyond in order to uh, 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 well, defeat her, right? Because even as Marvin says right here, um, um, no ordinary mind linker can command an entire company, a commandermon. And when EG asks, so you're saying she's stronger than you, he just uh, responds with, I don't have that kind of concentration to command all those units, I'll just say that much, right? So kind of giving a non-confirmation. So that's, that's why I like about this uh, passage so much. But also like about it's just the banter between EG and Marvin. Um, even if they're not talking about anything quote-unquote fun, uh, the fact that they're able to have a conversation amongst, well, dare I say, ecos, uh, it really shows, and I like that a lot. Moving forward, uh, Old Man Tartarus and Doragurumon will take care of the Digipolice's top brass. We just have to worry about keeping the Digipolice and the gatekeepers in check, right? EG asked. That's right. As long as the Crossroads Witch is in play, we won't be able to focus on cracking the gateway, Marvin replied, referring to Yoli by her one-time hacker, excuse me, uh, by her one-time hacker, or was she a code cracker, EG wondered, alias. Then I'll leave him to it, Logomon and I. Uh, then I'll leave him to it, Logomon and I, EG said, as he turned to face the Commandermon units. EG and I will take the fight to these pets. Uh, let's do this, Logomon, Digivolve. Excuse me, I don't like how I read that second to last line. Let me repeat that. EG and I will take the fight to these pests. Let's do this, Logomon, 
Digivolve. I kind of stumbled over myself a bit. I felt like that line had a bit more of a stronger tone than what I uh, read it with. Anywho, um, so this line, I, I, what I primarily like a lot about this passage is the, the ending part of it. Then I'll leave them to it. Logomon and I, E.G. said as he turned to face the Kamajamon uh, units, E.G. and I would take the fight to these pests. So in case one is curious, that is an instance where E.G. is starting a sentence and then he's turning around to face the enemy units. Uh, and at the same time as he's turning around, Logomon ends up finishing uh, E.G.'s sentence essentially. So that's why we have the Logomon and I, the action of turning, E.G. and I, would take the fight to these pests. Let's do this, Logomon Digivolve. I think with this part of chapter four, it has, is doing really well. And I, a little bit from the previous part as well, I think it starts with part one and it continues beating into part two. Wouldn't surprise me if you continue with part three as well. But the how, how in sync Logomon and EG really are, how at this point they really do are, uh, they really are seeming to be working as partners rather than some kind of hierarchy where EG works for Logomon. Now rather, I really get the impression that EG is working with Logomon and Logomon does not mind that whatsoever. He uh, has respect for working with EG. So I think that's really cool. It's not the first time in this part where it's going to do this, where EG and Logomon kind of finish each other's thoughts slash sentences. And again, I really appreciate that because it emphasizes how on one page that they both are. And I think that's just, that's just really cool because I'm not going to be uh, dishonest with everyone. <laughs> At the start of the story, Logomon really did feel abrasive. He really did feel like uh, a lot of personality. Um, but yet despite that, I love how Logomon was able to learn how to work with not just EG, uh, but how to form relationships with other people as well, like Postman and Leon. And uh, dare I say, he, he, I would argue that Logomon maybe has some respect towards Tartarus and Dor uh, Doromon. Anywho, but again, I just love how we started from Logomon being uh, very arrogant at the start of the story to him being able to work uh, with other individuals, so being very communal at the end, uh, working via teamwork. I like that. Uh, anywho, let me look at the um, rest of the beginning of the quote. Oh yeah, I also like this quote because I love how everyone has nicknames in this, uh, in this story. I'm a big Legend of Heroes fan. That's a video game series. Legend of Heroes uh, contains uh, Trials of the Sky, Trials of Code Steel, and uh, uh, Trials into Rivery or the Crossbow Duology. The fourth um, arc just got announced for Legend of Heroes. That should be, and Calvard. Anyways, but... Why do I bring up that game franchise? Because in that game franchise, almost all of the characters, dare I say, uh, essentially, are the fighting protagonists, at the very least, have a nickname of some sorts. Uh, it's been a while since I beat it, but I wish I could uh, remember some of the specific ones, like Joshua's character, uh, the Silent Fang, or something like that. Estelle also gets a nickname as well. Um, Rain. Uh, gets a nickname as well. Really bad example because I can't remember the specific nicknames, but Legend of Heroes does this as well, where a lot of the protagonists and antagonists, they have nicknames of some sort that reflects their skill or whatever ability that they specialize in. I like that a lot in this, how they kind of do this, they being Bandai, how they kind of do this uh, with Seekers as well. We have Yolene, the Crossroads Witch. Um, Koski is Tartarus, that's his Elias. Um, Leon is, what was it, the, um, the Judger, the something judge, I forgot specifically what, and I think even E.G. announced that he had a nickname at the beginning of the story, I, I can't recall specifically, 
Uh, but I just like that Smog connection. I love how uh, these characters seemingly seem to have some kind of nickname. The reason why I like that a lot is because usually when one has a nickname that Intel is that they're um, capable in some way, uh, that they're very much uh, have a skill set um, that makes them recognized uh, to other people, thus the use of their nickname. Oh, then of course Marvin, right, the songsmith. <laughs> uh, anyways, but yeah, so let me continue forward. Oops, my cat knocked my hand. Uh, this is a longer quote. EG surveyed the battlefield through Logomon's eyes. The first thing he saw was the bitter fight between Yolene and Koski in the skies above the gateway. Whoa, is that Doromon's mega form? So that's what Tadarus' Digimon looks like when it's at full power. The other, of course, hold on, excuse me, let me repeat that. So that's what Tadarus' Digimon looks like when, uh, when they're at full power. The other, of course, was Auroromon, or Yudomon's mega form. We've got to do something about that Auroromon, or else we'll never have a shot at cracking the gateway. That's going to be tricky anyway, considering the Gatekeepers, the other Cold Crackers Digimon, the Waslum Digimon, and the Digipolice forces are all mixing it up down here. For now, though, we've only got one mission. Protect Tadarus's Duragoguromon, which for the moment meant letting their flight, uh, excuse me, letting their fight with Auroromon play out. Pardon me about the names. I know I'm probably not pronouncing them correctly. Doromon and I will emerge victorious. So long as we're one-on-one, -on -one, I won't lose to Yolene. Koski has said that at the end of the mission debriefing, he didn't reveal why he was so sure he would win, but EG didn't think he was bluffing and decided to take him at his word. Um, so what I like about this is it really emphasizes the scale that what's going on here. This is not just a fight between the Digipolice and the SOC, but rather this is a fight between the Digipolice, the SOC, the citizens of the Waslum, and it's looking like, at least in the previous part, that they, they being the SOC called uh, in, uh, uh, invited uh, hackers in general to join in the fight. Code crackers, excuse me. Invited code crackers in general to join in the fight. And then, of course, we have the gatekeepers who are protecting the gateway. This really does feel like we're at the uh, uh, we're approaching the final junction. I don't think this would be the final fight. That's probably going to be another one after this. But this is definitely the grand battle or the grand finale battle of Seekers. I would argue. If there's going to be any fighting that continues after this, it's going to be at a smaller scale. Uh, individuals against individuals rather than groups of people working against um, nameless individuals, right? Because in this chapter, we actually, this part, this part, excuse me, we actually get two individuals who help Satsutsuki. I don't remember the other one's name, but one of them is Takimana. <laughs> I'm not going to allow any remember his name because of Godzilla minus one. Uh, there's a character who goes by Takimana, that's his last name, and he ends up being an integral role and uh, helping Koichi Sakashisme, excuse me, I can't pronounce his last name, but helping Koichi. Um, overcome his trauma uh, towards Godzilla. Anywho, uh, but in this part, Suzuki does work with Takibana and another individual to counter against um, EG and the Sons of Chaos and everything that's going on right here. Um, what I also like about this passage is that uh, Koski's, oh, not Koski, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, Koski or Tartarus' statement, Doramon and I will emerge victorious. So long as we're one-on-one, -on -one, I won't lose to Yolene. That does make me really curious. I'm uh, curious as in, does he mean that he will beat her down? That he will be victorious in terms of uh, uh, physical prowess? Or maybe is Koski planning on having a conversation with Yolene? I personally am hoping it's the latter rather than the former. Because uh, I think if Yolene knew what Koski was attempting to do, I don't think she would be working against him, or rather, she might be a little bit more open and turning a blind eye and just not engaging with him to begin with. Uh, but it's been established already that 
Yoli was unaware that Tatar was with Koski, and so all of this is fresh news for her. So I am hoping that when he says that um, we'll emerge victorious so long as we're one-on-one, -on -one, I'm really hoping this means that again he's going to have a conversation with Yolene, especially because with Yorimon, they are going to need to have a Yorimon to help open the gateway because of the prototype um, uh, on, on Yorimon's forehead. Though if one watches the trailer, uh, and minor spoilers, pardon me, uh, I would skip forward about two times to skip this part from the trailer. It looks like Ryorimon might be unconscious, so <laughs> I'm hoping that part's not true because um, I really do want them to work together, them being EG and Logomon, uh, Koski and Ryudomon, um, oh sorry, Koski and Doromon, and then Yolene and uh, Ryudomon. Um, and then I see I just like the urgency of the mission for phase one. For now though, we only got one mission, protect Tartarus' Doragoromon, or essentially making sure that the rest of the Digipolis do not interfere as uh, Koski has his quote-unquote duel, uh, duel with, um, with Yolene. Moving forward, uh, should I Digivolve one more time? That's Logomon asking. Logomon, oh excuse me. Should I Digivolve one more time? Logomon wondered aloud, looking at the fight the Code Crackers and Waslam Digimon were giving to the gatekeepers. It looked like there was a chance to tip the scales. He thought back to the explosive jump and power Digivolving afforded Digimon. Very few Code Crackers and hackers in the world could control a Digimon in its mega form. One will have to be a double S class mind linker to even establish a connection with a mega level Digimon. I definitely want to know what it's like to hit that level of power, and I will. I will get on Koski's level. Eiji could at last picture, however faintly, the path forward, one that would lead him to the pinnacle of mind linking skill. What did it even take to become an elite mind linker in the first place? Professor Rujinji's love of Digimon, Koski's trust in Digimon 2, sure. Ultimately, though, it required perseverance. It took 10, maybe even 20 years of practice, courage, grit, accountability, and dedication, a willingness to put your life on the line for the digital world. Everyone wanted something different out of this. The code crackers wanted to take their chance in the debts. Leon and the hackers wanted to see justice served. Yolene and the police wanted order upheld. Professor Rujinji wanted to become the definitive authority on the digital world. E.G., however, right now, we've got to crack the gateway and find Leon and Postman. Uh, what I like about this passage so much is that I really believe it reinforces the the difference in mindset that Ichi has gone through, or rather his character arc. Because uh, at the beginning of the story, Ichi was so dedicated, so set on becoming the uh, the well, the best mind linker, getting more experience to continue his 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 uh, his career as a mind linker, that he would put that at the forefront. And in fact, uh, I would argue that that's partially why. E.G. ends up having that fight with Leon, right? Because Leon doesn't want him to be a mind linker in the first place uh, because being a mind linker means working with the Sons of Chaos. And for E.G., he doesn't mind taking that risk because, again, he wants to show his skill and being able to work and cooperate with Digimon and being able to work with them as partners. In other words, essentially uh, demonstrating that one can mind link and they're successful at mind linking. Uh, the first time that Logromon Digivolve into Hell Logromon that Digivolution, as EG points it out, was because he wanted to beat Leon. He wanted to become the more powerful for negative reasons, for toxic reasons, right? He didn't want to become more powerful in order to protect the community, to protect friends or loved ones, whatever it may be. Rather, against to prove that he's better. And so thus, that's why Logomon 
Logormon evolved into Hell Logormon. But in this instance, uh, should I digivolve one more time? And EG acknowledges that he does want that kind of power, the same kind of power that Koski has. I definitely want to know what it's like to hit that level of power, and I will. I will get on Koski's level. But he's not going to force it right away, right? Uh, why? Excuse me, he's not going to force it right away. Why? Because I'm going down a little bit. Because he's keeping in mind that this fight that EG's a part of, he's not doing it for himself or even doing it for Logomon. Rather, he's doing it for specifically Postmon and Leon. So, but right now we've got to, uh, but right now we've got, the, we've got to crack the gateway and find Leon and Postmon. So I really do appreciate how EG reinforces his growth essentially. Uh, that he became a mind linker. At first, superficially, he may have become a mind linker for himself, but at the end of the day, if one wants to change the internet, if one wants to change the world, and we must forget that is what EG wants to do, that's what he uh, said out loud in the first chapter, uh, then one has to be able to work uh, with other individuals, work in a community, not dismiss uh, other people's objectives, but rather learn how to uh, work with them, right? Uh, so that's really cool, and I really do appreciate that. Because obviously, once Leon uh, is rescued, once Leon is rescued by EG, he's not just going to forgive our code crackers, right? But in the same way that EG had to grow in his mindset, I'd argue that Leon's also going to have to do the same thing and recognize that while there are code crackers that do abuse Digimon and thus go grow, uh, encroach upon the law, there's also going to be some code crackers who, uh, uh, who, who are only code crackers because unfortunately, that's the only avenue that they have available to them, but they're they're acting as code crackers for the betterment of society, for the betterment of the community. Uh, furthermore, what I like about this quote a lot as well, and it's just, what did it take to even become an elite mind linker in the first place? Professor Ruzinji's love of Digimon, Koski's trust in Digimon 2, sure. I think those two aspects are really important. Uh, it's true. Uh, it's quite obvious that Koski does have a lot of trust and confidence within, uh, Dor uh, within um, yeah, Doromon, Again, the fact that in the previous part when they first got introduced, or at the end of chapter four, excuse me, how they're speaking for one another, they're speaking as ecos. Um, they don't speak over one another. Uh, and then of course, the Professor's love of Digimon has always been established and shown, uh, show, showcased since the start of the story, I would argue, right? Uh, and, but what I like so much is EG's realization. Ultimately though, it required perseverance. It took 10, maybe even 20 years of practice, courage, grit, accountability and dedication, a willingness to put your life on the line for the digital world. So I, I, I know I'm probably, I am spelling because <laughs> I just like uh, this conclusion that EG comes to. It's not just about these external factors, one's love of Digimon, one's trust in Digimon, but also internal factors too, uh, courage, grit, accountability. So courage, uh, courage to do what? Uh, in order to go beyond what you're typically used to, grit, grit to do what? In order to conjure that courage and keep that courage within oneself and not let it uh, uh, dissipate, not let it get released by accident. Accountability, account accountability for what? Well, one makes the choice to do an action, even if that action tires you, uh, finish the action completely, right? If you don't finish that action, actually ask yourself, well, why didn't I finish my goal? Why didn't I complete it? and then move forward from there. And then lastly, dedication. Well, once you've discovered what didn't work, uh, are you going just to let that go? Or are you going to maybe do your best to uh, fix that? Remedy that to the next time, everything does go a bit more smoothly. Uh, a willingness to put your life on the line for the digital world. And I would argue that last line is both an internal and external factor. Internal as in one is willing to uh, 
sacrifice time, maybe even their life. That might be dramatic, but you guys know what I mean. Sacrifice their time, maybe even their lives, in order to protect the digital world. So being able to do an internal action to help protect an external location. Um, but I, I just really like this passage a lot because um, what did it take to be a mind linker? Or in other words, also a tamer. I'd argue that mind linker in this series could be used synonymous with tamers. Uh, so from Digimon Tamers, Adventure 1 and 2 and so forth, right? Um, what does it mean to be a good partner to one's digital partner? Uh, and these are the traits that one should probably keep in mind. I just really appreciate it. I liked it. <laughs> so moving forward. Um, so this ends, uh, this continues right after we left off of the previous passage. But right now we've got to crack the gateway and find Leon and Postmon. EG's sudden burst of inspiration was cut short by a surprise volley of gunfire from both sides that made Logormon double back to avoid getting hit. They swung their head left and right but couldn't see the enemy. They knew they hadn't been shot by invisible enemies. Someone was hiding. Hit them with howling burner, Logormon. Oh yeah? In which direction exactly? Off to 60 degrees. Not a bad, not a bad idea, actually. Logormon shot straight up into the air, twisting as if vomited, uh, as if twisting as they vomited a set of jet fire in a perfect circle, creating a ring of fire on the ground below. Logomon dropped right back to its center. They're camouflaged. Eiji shouted as Marvin's known about Kamajumon having basic camouflage capabilities came screaming back into his mind. Their textures probably function like a protective coloring on a chameleon in an attempt to blend in with the surroundings. There you are, Logomon, Logarmon shouted. Uh, they charged forward towards a section of the flame wall that shimmered ever so slightly out of step with the rest of the surroundings, giving away the outline of a Digimon. So, as I said earlier, uh, I love how this part really emphasizes how EG and Logomon are on the same page, the same wavelength. And uh, this is a passage that reinforces that, that opinion. Uh, I love how it's EG that comes up with the idea they're surrounded by someone who hit them. They don't know what to do. So what's EG's plan? Hit them with Howling Burner, Logomon. And Logomon's a bit confused. Oh yeah, in which direction exactly? Right, so a little bit of arrogance of Logomon creeping into his voice. Like, Would you want me to do what and for what purpose? And what's Eiji's response? Up to sixty degrees. Or in other words, create a wall of fire to protect and encircle them. And I love how Logomon states, "Not a bad idea, actually." So as always, just, this passage just emphasizes Logo uh, Eiji's uh, uh, quick thinking. He is not a dumb bunny. Uh, as the story said at the start of this, uh, the, as the narrator said at the start of this, um, but also again really emphasizing the growth. I'd argue that is thing being demonstrated between Logomon and EG, how Logomon is now taking strategies from EG, but not just because they're partners, but because they make sense. They make strategic sense to do, and since they're surrounded uh, by the wave of fire, the wave, the uh, the wing, the ring of fire. Excuse me, the wave of fire, the ring of fire. Uh, that's what allows them to see the Kamajumon who are hiding about, right? Who are stealthily trying to approach them. I just really like it. Uh, emphasizes that, that, again, that idea of teamwork and the growth that EG and Logomon have. Uh, let me go to the next quote. Logomon tanked a couple hits from Sharknell as he fled to relative safety. EG was cut off from Marvin from, um, excuse me, EG was cut off from Marvin and the others now. Satsuki, meanwhile, used the time her high Kamajumon bought her to completely regroup her left flank. Quick context, the, um, there's two high Kamajumon who evolved from the Kamajumon. These are the ones that are helping uh, Satsuki. These are two named mind linkers who came out of nowhere. Uh, that sounds negative, let me quickly explain. When I say came out of nowhere, they are working with the Digipolice, but obviously um, they're not protagonists. They're just uh, random characters who have been given names in order to work with Satsuki. 
One of them is Takibani. Again, I don't even remember that because of Godzilla Seekers. I mean, Godzilla Seekers, yeah, Godzilla uh, minus one. And the other one, I forgot their name, but so these two other mind linkers are working with Susutsuki and they are in High Commandermon, the evolved form of Commandermon. Um, Sasuke, meanwhile, used the time her High Commandermon bought her to completely regroup her left flank. Whatever happened, Eiji could not allow her to assist Yolene in her airborne flight, excuse me, airborne fight against Dorogoromon. The entirety of Phase 2 hinged on that battle going the SOC's way. Now, Eiji and Logomon gave themselves over to one another so completely it felt as though they were breathing in sync. We have to help our friends. Nothing more needed to be said. This is all for Eiji's first friend. Eiji expressed his intent. He really knew Logomon would agree. A lot of Digivolution visited upon them once more. It's time to find Leon and Postmon deep inside the digital world. They're perfectly in sync now. Their skills honed to, honed to perfection. Nothing, not even the depths of the digital world, will stand in their way. Logomon, Digivolving Eiji, they put to rest all the regrets for the things they hadn't done. From here on out, there was no staying from the path of hope and possibility before them. Um, excuse me, let me repeat that last one. I mispronounced the word. There was no straying from the path of hope and possibility before them. So again, as I said with the previous passage, how this part emphasizes, highlights the companionship and growth that E.G. and Logamon has done. This, I think, really fully uh, finalizes that thought, I believe. Um, they're so much in sync that not only do they not need to have to, not only do they not have to finish each other's sentences, but they could also feel what one another want to do. And uh, as cheesy as it sounds, right? Why is EG doing this in the first place? Because he wants to rescue Leon, his quote-unquote first friend, his best friend. And then for Logomon, why does he want to rescue Postmon? Well, because he considers him to be his friend as well. They were able to start up a quick uh, relationship. More than likely because I would argue Logomon is probably uh, respective of Postmon's fighting capabilities, right? Because from the get-go, Postmon didn't just evolve into his champion form. Oh no, he went into his mega form, his uh, uh, Kuachi Mon, right? So I think uh, that's part of why Logomon respects and wants to befriend Postmon so much. And so as cheesy as, as it is, this desire to rescue these individuals, that's what allows Eiji and Logomon to be on one wavelength and become synced. And, uh, and yeah, I just thought it was really cool. Uh, uh, I love how Eiji says now, and then Eiji and Logomon get themselves over to one another so completely, it felt as though they were breathing in sync. We have to help our friends. When they say that we have to help our friends, in my head, you know, I, I truly believe it's both Eiji and Logomon saying it at the same time. Um, and they're not saying it to one another. They're, well, they're saying it to one another, but also to themselves as well. It's both a declaration, but also a statement. And this was an anime, for example. Essentially, this would be the part of the anime where on the top half of the screen, we'll see Eiji's face. And on the bottom half of that screen, we'll see um, Logomon. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I hit my cat by accident. And on both sides, we'll see their face at the same time. And at the same time, they'll both say, we have to help our friends, right? Hopefully, that example makes sense. Um, nothing more needed to be said. This is all for Eiji's first friend. And then after this, this is when it's they digivolve, right? I really liked this moment. The first time Logomon digivolved, he turned into Hell Logomon. We know this time for sure it is going to be a success. Why? Well, because of the mindset that Eiji has. Not just Eiji, but also Logomon. And then, uh, I, I, since everybody here, I like the last portion of this passage too. Uh, they were perfectly in sync now. Their skills honed to perfection. Nothing, not even the deaths of the digital world, would stand in their way. Logomon, 
digibobbing, e.g. they put to rest all the regrets of the things they hadn't done. From here on out, there was no strength in the path of hope and possibility before them. Just a really lovely line, I'd argue. I enjoy it very much. Um, give me a second, let me go to the next quote. They did not seek to win, e.g. in Logoman, nor did they desire the strength to emerge victorious. What would they even do with such power if they had it? We have to help our friends. Why? Even the simplest of things. They knew what they wanted, and they would risk their lives for it. E.g. and Logramon not thought as one. There was no turning back now. The light of digivolution will guide them forward, ever forward. Let's go, E.g. Tatarus, Koski, another voice, this one over a, uh, over a chat channel. E.g. looked up at Dorogoromon. The Digimon was working harder than ever to evade Oromon's fierce attacks. Come on, E.g. Logramon, achieve your ultimate form. Now's the time to start your journey. Someone was encouraging them. Spurring them on to greater heights. Koski. It was Koski. In the midst of his life and death struggle, reaching out from one mega level to another, Eiji, looked, Eiji took his words to heart. Where there's a will, there's a digivolution. This time, they're ready to handle the power. Logomon. Digivolve. So, again, I, uh, I would argue that this passage goes really well. goes hand-to-hand -hand with the previous passage. Um... I think the fact that the writers had Koski reaching out to E.G. and Logoman was to, uh, was to highlight and really emphasize that this evolution this time is not being done for selfish reasons. Because uh, again, the last time that E.G. wanted to digivolve, it was just because he wanted to become stronger. He wanted to prove to Leon um, well, that he was the best. And this instance, as, as it states at the, very, at the very start, they did not seek to win, nor did they desire the strength to emerge victorious, but what would they even do with such power? And they had it. We had to help our friends. I think by having Koski reach out and communicating with E.G., that's the writer's way of emphasizing to the right, uh, to the audience, to the readers, that this is the proper way of wanting to seek power. This is the proper way of wanting to go above and beyond. Or in other words, keeping in mind again one's uh, community rather than just being selfish. A really great novel that really emphasizes this as well would be. I think I've probably mentioned this already, but Alice Walker's *The Color Purple*. What happens when one just focuses on themselves? Well, nothing good comes from that, just mostly toxicity. Uh, because if you're just focusing on yourself, well, you're not learning how to, uh, no, as cheesy as it sounds, to, you know, quote unquote, live in a society. <laughs> in this instance, though, uh, why does E.G. want to digivolve? Maybe he just wants to digivolve because he wants to be stronger. Well, as he states, well, who cares about that? What are they going to do with such power? E.G. wants to change the world, he wants to change the digital world. But I would argue you want to do so in a positive way, in a way that encourages growth from other individuals. So he knows that even, even if he was powerful, what is he going to do with that power to change the world? He won't be able to do it in a, uh, a, a, in a positive way. He's essentially going to be uh, like the negative code crackers, like the ex-nation that was in control of Masindromon, right? So by Koski, uh, having Koski say, let's go, e.g., Come on, E.G. Logomon, achieve your ultimate form. Now's the time to start your journey. Again, that's uh, meant to emphasize that in this instance, uh, everyone's approving of E.G. digivolving because he wants to do good with it. He wants to uh, utilize that evolution for external goals, not just internal goals. And obviously that external goal is to rescue his friends. Um, what I also like about this passage so much, I really do like Koski's character. And when he was first introduced in the flashbacks, I really appreciated his, his ideology and his mindset, his work ethic. And not even now, though, I love how while he's fighting against uh, Aurorumon, uh, as E.G. points out, he's still willing to communicate and help 
uh, other people. Uh, I think Koski really is showing what it means to be a, 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 a tamer or a mind linker. Uh, uh, he's really showing that um, he has the dedication, the love for Digimon, and also the trust in Digimon and the perseverance in order to be a, 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 uh, a good role model as a mind linker. Um, Anyway, so I'm making sure about everything I want to discuss. Yeah, so I really do like these two passages coming together. If I were able to read them as one whole passage, I would have done so, but I know that would have been quite long. And in fact, I was actually debating to separate the, this, this passage into two as well, uh, stopping where Koski says, let's go, E.G. But I just felt like it goes better reading it as one whole, or as one as whole as I could. Uh, the next quote is the last one. I'm back in love. This one's more in, in combination of tradition because sometimes I read the ending. Uh, but also because I do like this quote, there's aspects I want to discuss about it. As a light faded, a bipedal, more humanoid than not, dark beast came into view. It bore a lopin face reminiscent of an ancient deity. Its chest, uh, their chest, arms, legs, and tail were covered by protective plating. Their hands bore five fingers like that of a human. In their right hand, it, uh, they held a massive mace fashioned after a wrench. Upon each of, its, upon each of the shoulders rested massive cylinders rumbling like mighty engines and wreathed in flame. Generators that produced fire energy with perfect efficiency. Energy forced through the small slits and the other side and the undersides of the cylinders formed uh me, sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. Let me repeat that one line. Energy forced through the small slit and the undersides of the cylinders formed jets that suspended the Digimon in the air. This was a far cry from Hell Logomon, the beast whose hellfire left it a shambling beast composed of char bone. No this creature bore the fire color of the sun, a demon wolf in its ultimate form. Uh, they took a breath. All shall burn. <laughs> and the burn is B-U-U-U-U-U-U-R-R-R-R-R-R and the multiple ends. All shall burn. <laughs> I'm not good with inflicting my voice like that, but you guys know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, so that's how part two ends. Um, so far, I'm really loving how chapter four is, is shaping up to be. Um, I'm looking forward to what's going to happen in the next part. Um, I'm also really looking forward to have uh, the shift perspective going back to Koski and Dororoman. And I hope we get to see some kind of insight as to why Koski chose to reach out to EG. Because um, I think that was a really cool moment. Um, yeah, so what do you guys think about Seekers so far? Uh, do you think um, that Koski is... Uh, a little bit too, um, I don't want to say perfect, but uh, um, but I, I said to you, my question for this video is, what's your opinion of Koski? I personally really appreciate him as a character. And, um, he's not my favorite character per se, but he's definitely one of the characters in the story uh, that makes me, well, honestly, that makes me smile and uh, uh, makes me appreciate that they're part of the story. But to be frank, that's mostly true for most of the protagonists in this, and most of the characters in this story. I like Sasuke a lot. I like Yolene. I like the professor, obviously. Even Saya, who hasn't been present in a while because of her situation. But when we did get from her, she seemed like a really cool individual. I have to say, Digimon always does such a great job uh, with the characterization. And I'm actually going to do a separate video to discuss this because I'm watching Ghost Game currently. And that anime, uh, uh, I'm watching it primarily because of the characters. The dynamic between them is so fun and so endearing. I really love and appreciate it. Anywho, but again, what's my question for this chapter, for this part? What's your opinion of Kroski? Do you think uh, he's a little bit too much, as in he's too perfect? Is he too much, as in what a goody two-shoes? 
uh, or or do you think that he, uh, he's a cool individual? <laughs> Anywho, thank you so much for listening or watching. As always, I really do appreciate it. I'll see you guys. Uh, oh, actually, give me a quick second because it is the end of the year. All right, cool. So we do have one more video before the end of this year. So I'll see everyone in that video for chapter four, part three, uh, Sons of Chaos Seekers. Have a prodigious day, everyone. And as always, I do appreciate uh, you guys spending your time with me. Take care.